Well, Chiefs fans, there's news about how they're going to play this next coming game. We're going to get into that. What went wrong? What else can you take away from what we saw against the Bengals? It isn't the end of the road. They still have a way to get to number one seat, but there's a lot of work to do and only a very short way to get there. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Another day, same result, right? Yeah, a lot to talk about. A lot of changes that went into Sunday's game that we didn't find out about until afterwards. Uh, Four officials get changed in that game. Uh, Big question marks going in that regard. Uh, 11 officials, emergency changes across the league. Four in one game. Going to be interesting to see if there's anything that comes of that or the NFL says anything to the Chiefs about that. But uh, probably not the best game to make a lot of switches in. No, probably not. Um, especially once your game of the week. Uh, especially, mm-hmm. I think what the the bigger concern was is that um, that crew changing roles, not yeah. not doing what they're used to doing. And if you're a line judge, be a line judge. If you're a back judge, be a back judge. That's I think was uh, problematic from the start. I don't know that we'll ever get an explanation from the NFL, well, but I know a lot of folks are talking about it. Yeah, and if we even if we never get a. a anything from the NFL. The question I have is, okay, if you have COVID issues with that crew, fine. Switch out the entire crew. Put a good, put a crew that's used to working together in what is supposed to be the marquee game of the week. Cause that's what this game really was. Yeah. It, it was difficult. I mean, and that said, that's one aspect of the game that they kind of got away, and we talked about it a lot post-game with Matt yesterday. If you guys missed us with Matt Derrick, he is the editor-in-chief of Chiefs Digest, a beat reporter that has access to the team. He's Chris Clark, always here, giving me the rundown, making sure that I understand all the stats and all the things that I'm not thinking about. I'm Ryan Tracy, founder of Rogue Analytics, and you can find us here every day. I don't do a good enough job of explaining to people, especially all you new listeners who we are every day. So, hey, welcome back. Taking up where we were yesterday, yes, it was frustrating. Yes, it was it was an embarrassing loss. Did you find anything on reflection that you could take away that was a positive? Chiefs have a guy that could step in and play left tackle that we didn't even think about stepping in and playing left tackle. I mean, that's the biggest positive I can come up, I can come away with. Uh, you know, the, I saw Colin Saunders talking after the game, uh, you know, tweeting and, and going off after the game about how everybody wants to get rid of Spags after one bad performance. Um, I get where he's coming from. I understand his frustration because Spags has done really great the last seven weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the fans' frustration is he just simply did not adjust. He refused to adjust. And that's what killed Kansas City at times. And I said this yesterday, and I'll I'll say it again, and I will go out on this limb. Shavarius Ward has played very well for Kansas City the entire season. If you Mm -hmm. think that that game was on him and that loss was on him, you were completely wrong, in my opinion, because he still played well. He was still in position. Chase is just a phenomenal talent. Joe Burrow put the ball where only Chase could get the ball, and Chase made plays that were not just on Ward. I mean, he made plays. He made five people in the secondary look stupid on his first touchdown. <laughs> I won't even say stupid, just not quite as speedy as we thought they were. When Legereus Sneed can't catch you, then there's there's a gear that that even on his college film we didn't see him have, and I don't know if it's just that play if he was just well I always felt he was a gamer in college so clearly playing the number one C for a chance to disrupt their postseason run certainly he lived up to it it seems like he was pretty up for that the whole day like 
calm even after he made big plays. And the Chiefs had a chance to respond and didn't. You're absolutely right about that in terms of the scheme of the defense. Andy Reid said as much yesterday uh, as the pressures were going on as we were recording. So we didn't get to react to that very much. But when Andy comes out and says, uh, yeah, we probably could put a little bit more help on him on that third and 27, I think that says all that we really need to know. Yeah, and I think if you look at the defensive scheme, I get where Spags was coming from. He was expecting them to try to go to a hot read, which would have been over the middle. He had two defenders there to help, uh, and you never would think that he's just going to throw the ball up and risk you know, losing out on that third and 27 and not even having a chance. Burrow made a fantastic play. Chase made an even better one coming down with the ball. Ward was there. I think he even got the hand on the ball. It just was a great play by, by two players. Well, and, and I'll argue you can't just play to the tendencies. This is what bit them That's in fair. the Super Bowl last year, playing to the tendencies. And unfortunately, this is becoming, not, not to get on a rant like yesterday, but this is becoming a trend. And if you play and don't cover your bases, this is what happens. You get embarrassed. Would you have rather have seen them play either a too high or at least a shaded safety over the top of their only receiver that's killing you all day and maybe give up the first down? Because I would have. Yeah, well, and I get that. And, you know, you could have dropped one more player back into coverage and that would have covered that extra, you know, that give that extra defender to chase and, and you probably would have been okay. But, you know, phenomenal play by both of those guys. And, you know, Cincinnati was just be- better yesterday when they had a chance to make plays uh, and the officials weren't giving them first downs. They still made plays. So, yeah, in, in the end, that's what it comes down to. You got to you got to take what you got when you got it. And that goes whether you're buying gasoline or playing football. And we have a way to help you guys take advantage of what they have. Go get get upside. It's an app in every store, Apple, iTunes, the whole nine yards. Use the promo code touchdown. And you will get a nice bonus, 25 cents per gallon back onto your account when you track it with the GetUpside app. And right now, for your first tank, they'll even give you 50 cents back on every single gallon that you buy. For me, that's 32 gallons a pop. That's a pretty good savings right there. All you got to do is go download the app in one of the app stores. And as you sign up, use that code TOUCHDOWN. For all of our NFL listeners all across the country, you can get the same discount. You can get it paid out to you in uh, an e-card or, or an Amazon credit or PayPal or whatever you want. It saves you money. It's easy to do, and it's definitely worth your time. Check out Get Upside. Now, really quick, I, I know we need to talk more about this Bengals game. There's one thing that we didn't mention in the first break that we need to talk about really quick. The Chiefs game did get moved to Saturday. Uh, so it is now a 3.30 kickoff on an Arrowhead time. So it's 3.30 Central uh, against the Denver Broncos in Denver. So something to watch. It is more of, a, I guess, a primetime game. I personally think it's kind of screwing Kansas City. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Apologies. I did set that up in the, in the intro for the first one. And then I quickly moved off of that and forgot all about it. I just want to mention yeah. it before we dive back into this Bengals <laughs> game because it does need to be mentioned and, and we should at least get it out there. Uh, although yeah, I'm sure and, it's and- everywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to keep it in mind because it speeds up the clock. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We haven't heard of any schedule changes for the Chiefs yet, even though the game is a day earlier. It is out here in Colorado, so quicker travel, but still travel. So they'll have to do that. And I think what you have to take away from that is you have to be prepared. There's no more letting down. You you can't make any assumptions anymore. And unfortunately, I think that is part of what happened here is that you made the assumption about what you were going to get, when you were going to get it, and how you were going to be able to power through, quote-unquote. I don't know that they have that luxury any longer. It, it is not 
like we've seen in the last couple of years where you constantly had that, it doesn't matter where they are, they're never out of it kind of mentality. I don't know that that's true anymore. They got punched in the face yesterday and they didn't respond. And that's a big problem going into this playoff run. I won't disagree with you for the most part. What I will say is when you're playing against 11 plus the officiating crew, I, it's going to be really hard to respond. I feel like the offense tried oh. at times. Ah, <laughs> I don't. You still got you still got to do something. Adjust your game. If you're not getting the calls, then don't get in a position to get called. You got to do something because playing the odds like they did did not work out for them. And I don't disagree with you, but when you get called for a 15 15- – a 15 yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct for simply tackling a guy that is a game changing play. The off the false start that shouldn't have been, a, or the false start that should have been called that wasn't, that was an offsides on Chris Jones. That was a game changing type play. A third and five where you're getting called for pass interference when you're not even touching the wide receiver and the ball's four yards from the wide receiver. That's a game changing play. I'm not saying they didn't do things to lose that game. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been able to have a chance to come back in that game, but so many calls went against them. It was going to be very hard. What I will say is when you look at what they did on offense in the second half, this is going back to what they were doing a month and a half ago where mm-hmm. they just weren't moving the ball in the second half. I don't know what changes in the, from the first half to the second half, but they've got to get that figured out because if they revert back to where they were, they could lose to the Broncos. They should beat the Broncos. It should be a hand, you know, it should be a victory that they don't even, it's not even close, but the Broncos can beat them if Kansas city doesn't play their game. Yeah, you're You're absolutely right. When it comes down to it, anybody can beat anybody. It's a cliche and that's fine, but it's true. You have to manage your business. You have to put all the nails in the coffin. And again, this is another situation where Andy, Reed in the press conference made it sound like, oh, we had some bad luck. We didn't get that. Uh, that third down didn't go our way. We had this. We had that. At the end of the day, they were able to keep you off the field in the second half, and you squandered the only opportunities you had. Mm-hmm. And you had there's drops no other that way to you. say it. Yeah. There, there's no other way that you can say it. You squandered your second half. That's on you. You do anything on the offensive side, you make up for the defense having a terrible day. And we've already complained enough about the defense. Well, I just want to point out this is a team loss. No, it is. And and the other thing that really stands out to me that we didn't even talk about yesterday, Kansas City didn't get a turnover yesterday. I was expecting an interception of some sort. Burrow was on it, and he never really threw a ball that should have been possibly picked. Patrick had two of them that were dropped. Uh, So you had a lot of the reversion back to – what is the norm in Patrick getting balls that maybe should have been intercepted that weren't, uh, but they didn't get a chance to take the ball away from Cincinnati once. And when you don't do that on defense and you have a defensive outing the way you have, you're going to have a hard time winning the game. 31 points should win you just about any game, uh, but big problems. And Kansas City scored 31 points in the first half. Sorry, 28 points in the first half. I apologize. 28 points in the first half should have been at least 31 could have been 35 if he'll catches that ball, but you know, is what it is. Yeah. Could have, would have, right. Right. Squandered opportunities. It is. And that is not to belabor this point. I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing us complain about this particular outing, but unfortunately you're going to see this team in the postseason again. If not, if you don't get a matchup with them right away, you're going to at least have to watch them play somebody else. And right now they're where you wanted to be. 
a team on the rise, a team that's peaking going into the playoff run. And I still think there's time to get that back. We're going to talk about the Denver game tomorrow with Matt. We'll talk about it a little bit here in a little bit, as well as the rest of the week. But I think that's that's the big thing that I'm feeling the impetus today. You had a bad day out. You made some mistakes. You, unfortunately, were a little bit too you in letting off offensively, staying stubborn defensively. You got to correct that. You got an opportunity to get a regular season win before you go into that playoff run and not put that kind of added pressure. I think this has to be like throw it out with the bathwater tonight, start fresh, and like 100% pedal to the metal this week. I can't disagree with you. The one other thing I will say is that I almost feel like winning, losing now actually is going to help Kansas City for the postseason because I think it refocuses the team. Uh, they did look a little lax at different times, and I don't think you can go into the postseason having any of those types of feelings. And so I think that this should be able to refocus them. This should be able to get them going back in the right direction. And a game against the Denver Broncos on <coughs> – sorry, what is basically primetime football on Saturday – is going to be something that I think is going to be good for this team. They know everybody's going to be watching, and they have to go show the NFL that they are the team that you do not want to play in the postseason. Yeah, and if they don't get lucky, there's still a very small chance, maybe 1%, that the Houston Texans can beat Tennessee, and you have a shot at getting that number one seed back. It is mathematically possible. If you don't get that, you have to be prepared. And I think the thing that I like about the schedule change is it puts them on schedule that if they have to play next Saturday, they still get a full week to prepare. So I think that is an advantage of this flex. Yeah, no, and, and I get that point. I just think that with that, with the questions with the Chiefs at left tackle with Orlando Brown, who knows? We don't know anything yet. There's not been anything announced. We won't know probably until Wednesday uh, what's going on with Orlando Brown, if he's going to have a chance to play this week. And what do they do if he's not able to play? Do they leave Tooney at, at left tackle? My guess is they probably do. I think that's a smart move. I think Allegretti played very well. Uh, but we do need to talk about snap counts here when we get back from the break. But before we do that, BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and through the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, where the game is going to start for this Chiefs team in looking forward at the Denver Broncos is going to be obviously what they're going to do with offensive line uh, because that's a huge hole at left tackle. But I think we've already seen what they're going to do. Tooney's going to play. The question is, is who are they going to move up? Because they're going to have to put one person on IR at least. We don't know the extent of the injury for Brown. Hopefully he's not headed to IR. Uh, but if Knock on wood. Yeah. But we don't know. I have to think we would probably have a better idea at this point if it were going to be an IR situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ian Rappaport did report it was minor, so that's a positive. But, again, we still don't know really what that means. That's true. And, you know, we'll take that away. At the at the end of the day, you got to go with who you got. I, I don't know there's a free agent worth signing to, to come in and play. You can probably get away with Tooney for now and sign somebody to the practice squad if you feel you need to bolster that. I don't think that long is an option at tackle right now. So if you start this week without Brown and you have Wiley at right, 
I think you end up in the event of any injury to Joe Tooney flipping Wiley over and making that adjustment back to right tackle, whether that's Trey going out there or somebody else. Maybe it's long. I don't know. It's getting to the point now when, remember when we were like, hey, they have 10 new guys on this offensive line. Maybe they're going to have to keep 10. Now we're getting to that point where that's going to pay off because of the depth that you've built here. Yeah, and they have Prince, and he hasn't played, so you don't know what you're going to have there. Uh, you know, the question is, you know, if if something happens to Tooney, something happens to Wiley, you're right. What are they going to do at left tackle or right tackle? And that's a question that you really don't want to have to answer, but you have to have something planned. And I'm guessing maybe Prince is in line for snaps. I don't know. Uh, it, it would not be something that I would like, but, you know, if you think that you can, you know, give him help on his side, if you play him at left tackle and give him a tight end just about every play, maybe you can get away with that in this one game, if that's all this is going to be. But that's what, that's the other side of it. We just don't know at this point. Uh, yeah. The other question, you know, if you end up put, having to put Trey Smith at right tackle, uh, you know, Austin Blythe goes in there probably at left guard. Or sorry, right guard, I apologize. He played so, one snap against the, the Bengals, so at least he yeah. got out there. Yeah. And I, I will say this. If you look at PFF's grades, Nick Allegretti was one of the best-rated offensive linemen in that game. He played very well for stepping in. <clears throat> I don't have the PFF up here. Who gave up the most pressures? That's what I want to know. Yeah, Because it sure. didn't, didn't feel like it. it like it was a, an onslaught. It felt like they, they held solidly. I felt like it was more miscalculation in, in delivery, a couple of drops, and a couple of iffy decisions on Mahomes' part rather than the O-line breaking down. Yeah, no, the offensive line I thought looked really good all, all game. And then you take into effect – into account that Trey Hendrickson came into this game with at least half a sack and I think 12 straight games and he didn't register half a sack. So he had a chance to break Chris Jones's record and Joe Tooney is the one that stopped him from it. <clears throat> so it's pretty interesting impressive. in that regard. I think at the end of the day, what you'd like to see, I think Daryl Williams got 80% of the snaps. I'd like to see that a little bit more balanced. I felt like Gore, especially when he came in, he had that nice first run where he kind of mm -hmm. squirted around the side. I think it needs to be a little bit more balanced. You know, maybe it's just as much as 70-30. I don't know, but 60-40, I want to keep those guys fresh this next week so that they're, nobody's wore out for the, the, the wild card round. That's what's <clears throat> on my mind about, yes, you have to beat the Broncos, but you also have to make sure that you don't put yourself in a bad position for a wild card game. Agreed. And McKinnon, I don't think, got any – he may have gotten offensive snaps. I don't think he got a single carry, though. Right. It was uh, five snaps, but no touches. Yeah, I didn't think he touched the ball. So, you know, in that situation, you would expect he'll end up getting carries. I think they sit Clyde again this week. I think that him being questionable this week was kind of a joke. Uh, I don't think there was any <laughs> chance he was playing, personally. Um, so we'll see, you know, whether or not that changes and, and they go a different direction. Uh, I personally would sit him. I don't think you play him in this game, even if you think he's – 95%. I think you give him, you know, the extra week off and because you're not going to get a week now. That's the right. other problem is you just, it doesn't more than likely you're not going to get that extra bye week that you were hoping for. That seems to be the case. And like we said, stranger things have happened, but you, you have to prepare. The big question for me is mentally, how does the team bounce back? You know, mm -hmm. when, when Tyron Matthew had some, I, I think, nondescript things to say about, generally taking the Bengals for granted generally like he didn't say it in those words but you put all of his comments together that they they weren't prepared for Chase to be that much of a threat they weren't prepared for that third down I, I think in general it felt like 
it was again just taking somebody at face value, not being rightfully threatened enough by a team that whose record I think maybe lulled them to sleep a little bit. Yeah, and I think the other thing is is Jamar Chase has played well all season, and don't get me wrong, I think he's in the you know in the running for offensive rookie of the year. Maybe he's running away with it at this point. Uh, but I will say this. He hadn't played, I don't think, to the level he played yesterday until yesterday. He'd had good games, but yeah. he took over that game yesterday. So I yeah. said it on RGR. If he repeats that, he's the best wide receiver in football, period. Yeah. He's, That's he's, how big of a leap it was. Yeah, he's fantastic. He, he's yeah. always been a great wide receiver. It's great that they already had chemistry going into this year for Burrow and him. So I think that helped them as well. But you look at that game and he came out and he played like he was the best player on the field. And he really was for a lot of that game. And that was a huge problem. Uh, and when Kansas City didn't adjust, they didn't adjust. And it ended up killing them in the end. Going forward and going looking at the Broncos game, there's going to be question marks as to how the Chiefs and the Broncos are going to play. Because right now, I don't know, Drew Locke went out with an injury. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't available. So who's going to be the QB? It was Rippin, I believe, that came in. So is he going to be the starter this week? Lots of questions heading into that game, especially on a shorter week with the Broncos. Uh, so, you know, and you know all of Kansas City is going to be watching the Tennessee-Houston game because Houston is going to want to play spoiler for the Titans. Absolutely. I, I foresee some uh, Melvin Gordon Wildcat coming Chiefs way. Just want to throw that out. Spags, you might want to take a look at that again. Just a heads up. Uh, <laughs> when nobody can throw the ball, you yep. might as well find something else to do, right? Uh, certainly the Broncos are going to be up for playing spoiler as well. Um, especially if they sense chiefs are down or if the chiefs show up and do not come out all systems firing, if they show any kind of lull, any kind of eh, kind of feeling, the Broncos will jump on that. Yep. Yeah. Something to be watched this week. I'm look, really looking forward to talking to Cody Rourke, uh, over at Lockdown Broncos. I think that's going to be a good show on Thursday. Ryan's going to have Matt back tomorrow to talk more about this Bengals game and look forward to the Broncos game, but that's going to be it for us today. Thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. Ryan, you have a good one, sir. You too, everybody. You have a good day. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.